Welcome to Zichur Daf Siman Rambam Abraham Goldai and Tirmah Zechus Yavamis Daf Ramadal the third parak Arba Achim. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the Mishnah on Daf Ramad Gimel Amabes taught that two men who accidentally exchanged wives under the chuppah could be high up to four lavim each, which according to Abraisa brought by Rabbi Chia would require them to bring four chattas offerings each. The Gemara here asks, who is the town who holds that two prohibitions take effect upon a single item, whether it's through an Isser Kolel, an Isser Mosif, and an Isser Bas Achas, a more inclusive prohibition, a more extensive prohibition, or through two prohibitions that occur at the same time? Rabbi Yudha said in the name of Rav that it's Rabbi Mir, for it was taught in the Mishnah, Yesh Ochel Chila Achas, there is one who does one act of eating and is high for four chattas offerings and one ashen. The case is a tummy person who ate chelav that was no sir from consecrated offerings on Yom Kippur. Ramir says if it was Shabbos and he carried it out in his mouth before swallowing, he'd be high for fifth chattas. The Chami said to him that it's not in the same category since the first list has to do with eating and this was due to caring. We see from here the Ramir holds of all three types of prohibitions, including an Isser, Basachas. Pointing to the Gemara asks, who does Ramir rule in accordance with, given that he holds that two men who accidentally switched wives could bring Chata's offerings? It cannot be according to Rabbi Yeshua, for he holds, Tobedar Mitzvah Pater, one who errs and sins while doing a mitzvah is Pater. Rather, it must be Rabbi Yezer who holds, Tobedar Mitzvah Chayv, one who errs and sins while doing a mitzvah is Chayv. Alternatively, it could be said that he rules even in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua stated his position that a Tobedvar Mitzvah Pater, in the case of circumcising babies on Shabbos, this Manubo, where a person's time is rushed, since there's a mitzvah to circumcise the baby in the eighth day. If he erred in that situation and circumcised the wrong baby that was not meant to be circumcised on Shabbos, he is Pater. But here, in the case of marrying the woman, his time isn't rushed, since there's no specific day that he must marry the woman. And pointing with you, when Ravin came, he said in the name of Yochanan, any woman who waited after the death of her husband 10 years and then remarries can no longer bear children. Rav Nachman said, They did not teach this rule except when she did not plan on remarrying. But if she did plan on doing so, she can still become pregnant. Rav said to the daughter of Chista, his wife, whom he married 10 years after her first husband, Rami bar had died and had then born children, that the rabbis were whispering concerning you that you were on chase during your widowhood. She said to him, Ana My mind was on you, meaning she was expecting to marry him. The Gemara and Bavas relates that one time as a young child, she was sitting on Rav Chista's lap, and both Rava and Rami bar were there, and Rav Chista asked her which one she would like to marry. She replied, both of them, and she first married Rami bar After he passed away, she had her mind on Rava, but had to wait many years until Rava's wife passed away. So once again, the three points are number one, the Mishnah Davlam and Gimel Amabes taught that two men who accidentally exchanged wives under the Chuppah could be chayv up to four loving each, which according to Abraitza brought by Rabbi Chia would require them to bring four Chattas offerings each. The Gemara here asks, who is the Tanu holds that two prohibitions take effect upon a single item, whether it's through an Isser Kolel, an Isser Mosif, and an Isser Bas Achas, a more inclusive prohibition, a more extensive prohibition, or through two prohibitions that occur at the same time? Yudha said in the name of Rav that it's Rabbi Mir, for it was taught in the Mishnah, Yesh Ochel Chila Achas, Vachai Valeh Arba Chatos Vashma Echad. There is one who does one act of eating and is high for four Chatas offerings and one Ashen. The case is a Tame person who ate Chelev that was no sir from consecrated offerings on Yom Kippur. Ramir says if it was Shabbos and he carried it out in his mouth before swallowing, he'd be high for fifth Chatas. The Chami said to him that it's not in the same category since the first list has to do with eating and this was due to caring. 
We see from here the Reb Mir holds of all three types of prohibitions, including an Isser, Basachas. Pointing to the Gemara asks, who does Reb Mir rule in accordance with, given that he holds that two men who accidentally switched wives could bring Chata's offerings? It cannot be according to Reb Yeshua, for he holds, Tobedor Mitzvah Pater, one who errs and sins while doing a mitzvah is Pater. Rather, it must be Reb Yezer who holds, Tobedor Mitzvah Chayv, one who errs and sins while doing a mitzvah is Chayv. Alternatively, it could be said that he rules even in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua. Rabbi Yeshua stated his position that a Tobedvar mitzvah patr in the case of circumcising babies on Shabbos, this manubo, where a person's time is rushed since there's a mitzvah to circumcise the baby in the eighth day. If he erred in that situation and circumcised the wrong baby that was not meant to be circumcised on Shabbos, he is patr. But here, in the case of marrying the woman, his time isn't rushed since there's no specific day that he must marry the woman. And pointing with you, when Ravin came, he said in the name of Yochanan, any woman who waited after the death of her husband 10 years and then remarries can no longer bear children. Rav Nachman said, They did not teach this rule except when she did not plan on remarrying. But if she did plan on doing so, she can still become pregnant. Rav said to the daughter of Chista, his wife, whom he married 10 years after her first husband, Rami bar had died and had then born children, that the rabbis were whispering concerning you, that you were on chase during your widowhood. She said to him, Ana My mind was on you, meaning she was expecting to marry him. The Gemara and Bavavas relates that one time as a young child, she was sitting on Rav Chista's lap, and both Rava and Rami bar were there, and Rav Chista asked her which one she would like to marry. She replied, both of them, and she first married Rami bar after he passed away, she had her mind on Rava, but had to wait many years until Rava's wife passed away. All right, so now we go to our Simmerdaf Lamadal, and our standard simon is a ladder. A ladder. So here goes. The Tommy man who was hiding up high on a ladder, eating chelev that was noser, that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, watched a bris down below, where a father who was rushing had the wrong baby circumcised, to the horror of its mother who had gotten remarried ten years after her first husband's death. So once again, it's emotion. The tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder, ladder, that must be more enough, Lamadalit. The tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder, eating chelev, that was noted that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, which reminds us. The Gemara here asks, who's the tunnel who holds that two prohibitions take effect upon a single item, whether it's through an Isser Kola, an Isser Mosif, and an Isser Basachas? And review to said in the name of Rav, that it's Rabbi Meir, for it was taught in the Mishnah. There's one who does one act of eating and is kind for four chatas offerings and one ashem. The case is a tummy person who ate chelev, that was noser, from consecrated offerings on Yom Kippur. Rimer says that if it was Shabbos and he carried it out in his mouth before swallowing, he would be chayv a fifth offering. So we see from here the Rimer holds of all three types of prohibitions, including an iser basachas. So the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder eating chelev, that was noser, that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, watched a bris down below where a father was rushing, had the wrong baby circumcised, which reminds us. The more asks, who does Rabbi Meir rule in accordance with, given that he holds that the two men who accidentally switched wives should bring chattas offerings, and answers that he holds like Rabbi Yezid that holds a tobit of our mitzvah chayv. Alternatively, it could be that he rules even in accordance with Rabbi Yeshua, who stated his position that a tobit of our mitzvah pater, in the case of circumcising babies on Shabbos, this manubahu, where a person's time is rushed, since there's a mitzvah to circumcise the baby on the eighth day. If he erred in that situation and circumcised the wrong baby that was not meant to be circumcised on Shabbos, he's putter. But here in the case of marrying the woman, his time is not rushed since there's no specific day that he must marry the woman. So the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder in Chalif, that was no sir, that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, watched a bris down below where a father was rushing, had the wrong baby circumcised to the horror of its mother who had gotten remarried 10 years 
after her first husband's death. Which reminds us, when Rabin came, he said in the name of Yochanan, any woman who waited after the death of her husband ten years and then remarries can no longer bear children. Rav Nachman said, They did not teach this rule except when she did not plan on remarrying. But if she did plan on doing so, she can still become pregnant. The more brings the case of Rav Chizah's daughter who bore children to Rav ten years after the death of her first husband, Rami Barchama. So once again, the tummy man who was hiding up high on a ladder eating chelov that was no sir, that he carried in his mouth on Shabbos, watched a bris down below where a father who was rushing had the wrong baby circumcised, to the horror of its mother who had gotten remarried ten years after her first husband's death. All right, now it's time for Four Blabach Chazara. Daf Lamed. So the Simon Daf Lamed is a Molamed, a Rebbe. So here goes. The Rebbe, Rebbe. That must be more Daf Lamed, Molamed. The Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, which reminds us that if a Yavim's wife's sister felt him for Yibam once, from one brother, which of course he couldn't do, and then again after his wife passed away and her Yavim passed away, Behold, the sister of his deceased wife is forbidden to him forever, since she was forbidden to him at one time when her first husband passed away, and she fell to him in Yibam. So the Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, couldn't stop the boys from throwing paper, who claimed they were playing the Suffolk Kedushin game, which reminds us the fifth mission that Dov states for Kulan, and in all of them, referring to the 15 cases of Arias listed in the first mission of the Masechta, Shayu Behen Kedushin or Gershin Besuffolk, Haryo Atzaros Chotzos Mold Misiamos, if they were in a state of a Suffolk Kedushin or Suffolk Gershin, their Tzaros require Chalitza, since there's a possibility that they're not Tzaros of an Erva, but may not be taken in Yibum, since there's a possibility that they are tsaros of an erva. The mission explains that the Suffolk Kedushan is if the husband who has since passed away had thrown the Kedushan, referring to either money or the star to the erva, and it was a Suffolk where that landed closer to him or it landed closer to her. It then gives three examples of what a Suffolk Gerishan is. So the Rebbe, whose principal forbade him to discipline his class one moment, and realized he wouldn't be able to discipline them forever, couldn't stop the boys from throwing paper who claimed they were playing the Suffolk Kedushan game, after he told them the Suffolk Gerishan game isn't played like that. Which reminds us, the Gemara notes that the Mishnah did not present a case of a Suffolk garrison where a get was thrown and it was a Suffolk if it landed closer to him or to her, like it did with a Suffolk Kedushim, which Rashi explains implies that the divorce would not be valid and the Tsar would not even require Chalitza since she's considered a Tsara of an Erva. The Gemara asked why is divorce different and Rabbi answered, This woman referring to the Tsara of the Erva had a Chazaka of one who was permitted to marry anyone after her husband's death, and on account of a suffix, you're coming to prohibit her? Do not prohibit her based on a suffix. Abaya challenges this answer. So the simon is the law, and we use a judge as the simon. So here goes. The chalitza judge. Judge? That must be more daf The law. The chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in a collapsed building, a husband or his wife who was his niece. Which reminds us, Abai challenged Rabbi who said that we do not prohibit a woman who has a chazak to marry anyone on the basis of a suffix. From the case of a mapos, where a house collapsed on a man and his niece, whom he was married to, and it's not known which of them died first, her tsar does chalitza and may not be taken in Yibum. So we see from this Mishnah that even though the Tsar has a chazaka to marry anyone, she's prohibited to do so without chalitza, 
due to a suffix. The Gemara gives two answers, the first one being that in the case of divorce, which is a common occurrence, the rabbis decreed that she does not do chalitza since it might lead to yibum. In the case of the Mapolis, the collapsed house, which is not a common occurrence, the rabbis did not decree to not do chalitza out of concern. It will lead to yibum. So the chalitza judge was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in the collapsed building, a husband or his wife, who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a thrown get had landed. Which reminds us, the Gemara attempts to explain the difference between our mission of the case of throwing the Kedushin, which results in a suffix, and the case from a mission in Gittin, which deals with throwing a get, which results in a suffix, by explaining that in Gittin, we're dealing with two sets of witnesses, where one set said it was closer to her, and the other set says it was closer to him. In such a case, it's a suffix deraisa. Rashi explains that since there are two witnesses who say it was closer to her, we cannot use the principle of chazaka to resolve the suffix for her tzara and release her from chalitza. Our mission is dealing with one set of witnesses where one says it fell closer to her and the other said it fell closer to him. And therefore it is a suffix the Rabbanan. The Gemara will successfully refute this answer. So the Chalitza judge, who was having a rough day when he gave up trying to determine who died first in the collapsed building, a husband or his wife, who was his niece, and then had to listen to two sets of witnesses arguing over where a throne get had landed, while a woman complained in the background about the stress of having two Zikas. Which reminds us, it's Melchokas Hanukkah and Rabbi Shimon, what a woman does if she has two Zikas on her, which resulted from one brother doing mimer with her before passing away, and her falling to Yibum to her third brother. The Tanakhama holds that the Pasuk teaches that she cannot do Yibum, since Yibum is only permitted when there is one Zika on her, not two. Rabbi Shimon does not hold that there can be two Zikas. He has a suffix whether mimer works completely to make the first widow, the first Yavam's full wife, or it does not work at all, in which case the Yavama fell to the Yavam from her first husband. So the Simon Dafalam base is a mad scientist in a lab. So here goes. The mad scientist, mad scientist, that must mean we're on Daf Lamed base. Mad scientist in a lab. The mad scientist strange Isser Chal Isser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, which reminds us it was taught in the Bryce of Ba'alel. If the Yavam had relations with the Yavama, while his own wife, who was her sister, was still alive, Rabbi Yossi holds that he's high for violating the Isser of a brother's wife and a wife's sister. Rabbi Shimon says, He's only chayv for violating the Isser of a brother's wife. Rashi explains that Rabbi Shimon holds, Ein Isser Isser. One Isser does not take effect upon another Isser. So the mad scientist strange Isser Chalal Isser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an Isser Mosif signal, which reminds us. The Gemara asks whether Rabbi Yossi really holds of Isser Chalal Isser, for it was taught in Abraisa. If one didn't aver the results in two different methods of execution, the Tanakhama holds Nidam Bechamura, he's subject to the more severe one. Rabbi Yossi says Nidam Bezika Rishonah Bali Love. He's subject to the execution that comes from him from the first attachment. This seems to prove that Rabbi Yossi does not hold of Isser Chal Al-Isser. Rabbi Yavo said Rabbi Yossi does hold that Ein Isser Chal Al-Isser, except in the case of an Isser Mosif, when the second Isser is more extensive than the first. For example, when a man marries, his wife's sister becomes prohibited to him, but not his brother's. When one of his brothers marries a sister, then the sister now becomes prohibited to all the brothers. Therefore, Rabbi Yossi holds he's high for both if he has relations with her. The Gemara will refute this explanation. So the mad scientist strange Isser Chalal Isser radar device pointed at a man's brother's wife, who was his wife's sister, detected an Isser Mosif signal coming from Hazar doing a vote in the base of Migdash on Shabbos. Which reminds us, the Gemara brings three disputes between Rechia and Bar Kapara. It was stated, Zar if a non-Kohen served in the base of Migdash on Shabbos, Rechia says he's chayv twice, once for serving the base of Migdash, and one for being Mechal Shabbos, whereas Bar Kapar says he is only chayv once, as a non-Kohen serving. 
Each one took a note and claimed they heard their opinions from Rebbe. Two more similar disputes are brought, and on the next daf, the Gemara will discuss whether Melchogesim are based on. Daf Lam Gimel, so the similar Daf Lam Gimel is a pegleg pirate. So here goes. The pegleg pirate, pegleg pirate, that must be more on Daf Lam Gimel. The pegleg pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once as he served in the temple on Shabbos, which reminds us, the Gemara goes to an extensive analysis of what the Melchogs between Rebichia and Barcompara is based on, and concludes they're disagreeing in regard to simultaneous prohibitions, which are prohibitions that come into being for a person at the same time, and according to the opinion of Rabbi Shimon. Rashi explains that according to Rebichia, even Rabbi Shimon, who rejects the principle of Isra Kola and Isra Mosif, would agree that the prohibitions that occur at the same time take effect, since neither in his position to block the other from taking effect. According to Bar Kapar, Rabbi Shimon also rejects the principle of Be'ezer simultaneous prohibitions taking effect. So, the peg-like pirate who was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishayim, even though he just did Anisar Ba'alma, which reminds us, the Gemara asks in reference to the case of Azar Shishimish Shabbos, what avoted did the Azar do on Shabbos? Rav Achim Yaakov said, B'shchit is parashal kongado, shafting the kongado's bull on Yom Kippur, according to the one who holds that a czar may not do it. When the Gemara notes that even an ordinary cone is not permitted to do so, it answers that a czar in this context refers to someone who is not a cone in regard to this avoda. Ravashi objected to this answer since the chattis was not mentioned in Raviosi's ruling and neither were any negative mitzvahs. Rather, it refers to general prohibitions even if they do not result in a chattis or malchus. The nafka minas regard to lekavru ben rishaim gemurim, to bearing him among complete rishaim. According to Rabbi Yossi, he's buried among complete Rishaim in a cemetery for those who were stoned or burned. So, the peg-leg pirate was caught doing two prohibitions at once, as he served in the temple on Shabbos, and was told he was going to be buried among the complete Rishaim, even though he just did. And this Baalma, Ranam was Makadish, a woman whom he accidentally exchanged with another at the time of Rechupa. Which reminds us, that the Gemara clarifies that when the next mission brings a case of two men who were Makadish to women, and says that at the time of the Chuppah, they exchanged wives, which implies Bamezid, that the Mishnah should be amended to read Huchlifu, they were exchanged, Bishogeg. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Ramgol Zichur, wishing you a great day and great learning.